Will and Kyle were ticking away the moments that made up a dull day, fritter and wasting the hours in an offhand way. Bell was kicking around on a piece of ground in his hometown, waiting for someone or something to show him the way. That's where we came in. We all grew tired of lying in the sunshine, staying home to watch the rain. We are young and life is long and there is time to kill today. So without further ado, we are... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Pink Floyd. <laughs> and this is Legends TV Talk. Gentlemen, <laughs> I have come back from my sabbatical journey. Hey, welcome back. And I am here to join you in auditory bliss yay i hope things went well i you know, some technical difficulties but uh no we prevailed and uh we're here this house is bitching and we're back this house is indeed bitching uh it is a very bitching house and uh you know i i'm excited to be back well um yeah, so speaking of uh, uh, of this episode and me being gone and uh, in the glorious Las Vegas where I was attending my friend's bachelor party, um, this is... Oh, God! F- yeah, this oh, God! <laughs> there, was, uh, there was some very interesting things that happened on this episode, so uh, I'm ready to get talking about it. So how about, uh, it sounds like it's time for a history lesson. And now, gentle listener, it is time for a history lesson. Alright, Season 3, Episode 3, Zari. Directed by Marizy Almas. Sure. Written by James Egan and our boy, Ray Utarnichit. <laughs> no, Utarnichit, you, you bought it, sir. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But you know what? We bought this episode. Yes. So, totally uh, this episode. how about Will tell us what we bought? Oh, okay. In Seattle, 2042, Time Bureau agent Gary discovers hydrokinetic assassin Kuwasa pursuing Zari, a hacktivist, and sends a distress signal. The legends receive it and find Seattle under martial law by Argus, which is hunting down metahumans. They find Zari, who demands help to rescue her brother from prison in exchange for finding Kuwasa. Amaya is uncertain about her powers, so Stein and Nate seek a solution. With Nate synthesizing a Zambesi hallucinogen, she uses it to have a vision with an ancestor, who is actually her mother, who advises her to trust the increasing strength. While Jackson initiates an unplanned prison break, Zari retrieves her brother's amulet, admitting his murder by Argus, and ditches the team. Ray pursues her to a campsite where her family was to rendezvous. Hwasa attacks the duo, while Sharp... Pursues the Wave Rider in the time stream. The legends arrive, and Amaya, now in control of her powers, defeats Kuwasa, who vanishes, using a mystical item and implying to be a descendant of hers. Sharp warns Sarah that if the legends are arrested, they would be banished to the dawn of time. Amaya decides to stay and recruits Zari to the team. In 1988, a young Ray encounters an unknown creature. All Did right, he float so... down there is my question. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a question really quick. Yes. Before we get into this. Was she a hacktivist? 
I don't. I only saw her hack one thing, and I was wondering what she was like. It wasn't like she was hacking a drone in protest. She was hacking a drone to like I don't know, not go to jail. Does that make you a hacktivist? Not really. No, not especially. (laughs) I mean, I I guess she's like an agent against Argus, and Argus is a military state or police state, so maybe that just by default makes you a hacktivist. I don't know what it's like in 2042, but I do know this. Argus is not what it's like in 2042 like it is in the 2017 Arrowverse. So so this is something that was interesting. Now, uh, I'm, I'm not as familiar with Argus in the comics, but apparently the Argus that we have in the Arrowverse right now in 2017 seems to be more kind of like a, you know, secret, uh, you know, uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Organization? There we go. Shadow organization. <laughs> a secret organization that they use to, uh, you know, in, in imprison Perform people, secrets. like uh, people with powers, things like that. Um, it, it's it, it doesn't seem shady yet, but now in 2042 we have this Argus that's this. They imprison Metas. They experiment on them. They do some like really horrible Gestapo stuff on them. Uh, which one's more similar to the comics, the 2017 Argus or the 2042 Argus? It's tough for me because uh, I I only know like uh, def, you know Director Bones was the head of like a similar organization. So Wait, I'm sorry, but they hired a guy named Director Bones. It was actually Mister Bones from the Infinity Incorporated, and then oh. he went to work for the government after you know I think he was one of the earliest uh, Suicide Squad peeps, and then he went to work for the DEO, which is they're using on Supergirl. Oh yeah, okay. So. That's yeah. So the DEO is is kind of you know Argus now. Argus was used mainly. Argus was the name of a uh, of a hero in Flash, I do believe, like for a while in the nineties with Mark Wade. You, nobody knew who he was. It was mysterious. He was flirting with Linda Park. It was you know I kind of always thought that was a nod to that personally. Hmm. So, but yeah. Uh, okay. So then uh, <laughs> there there may or may not be comic ties to this martial law gestapo argus right okay okay but uh you know just just note note to self oh and it was okay it was introduced in the the new 52 it was part of the whole uh justice league thing wait which one was uh argus oh okay yeah that was who steve trevor worked for and amanda waller so they did all that after arrow created argus i think argus was originally like like i said it was a guy in flash <laughs> and they just they co-opted the name because they didn't want to use Task Force X probably or some stupid thing. Um, yeah, for sure. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to think. Arrow was 2000. Yeah, it was about the same time. Arrow came before the New Fifty Two. In fact, a lot of people blame Arrow for the New Fifty Two. So no, we blame the Flash for the New Fifty Two. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like Arrow, the TV show for the New Fifty Two. <laughs> I know. Oh, blame the Flash. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I get it. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> and Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. I yeah. I, I need I need to I need to pick up that story arc and read it. Um, oh, um, how the heck is Jor El alive? By the way, we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Um. Yeah. So Argus is uh is bad juju. Yeah. Very bad juju. <laughs> They're not good. Yes. So uh yeah. So we we were joined by my favorite character in the history of television, Agent Gary. Uh, which 
this I, I thought this was just gonna be like a throwaway gag as a reason for them to like do something. Um uh, you know some kind of Deus Ex Machina, oh we need this from the thing, so let's just we have this Gary guy. But right. they're they're sticking with him. And and Gary's my favorite and I love Gary and they better not kill Gary because then I'm gonna be sad. I'm shipping Gary and uh Sarah now. I've moved away from Sharp. Well so here is my theory, right? I thought that Gary was the guy that Sarah slept with to get the time badges and stuff to go in. Might be. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I kind of want to go back to episode, the first episode of the season and look back at like Sarah, because I'm, I know Gary was in the first episode, but I don't think he was ever name dropped until the second one. I, yeah, I don't think they mentioned him either. Well, uh, but yeah, and, and that's a shame because Gary is, Gary is eternal. <laughs> but uh, to, to steal my my Louis Anderson uh, pen tweet, Gary keeps the the moon from falling and the sun from crashing. <laughs> That's true. If, if Gary Gary is quintessential to the timeline. If Gary goes away, then the anachronisms will be it's horrible, will be terrible, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and 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 the hardworking Agent Gary investigating a anachronism that's just way out of his league. Is so beyond his caliber because he finds a freaking hydrokinetic. We'll use that word. I think that works. An assassin named Kuasa who's going to kill this Zari hacktivist person. And uh, apparently the death of Zari is an anachronism, but having a hydrokinetic assassin traveling through time is not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so do with that what you will. Um, so of course Gary sends a distress signal because he realizes he's way over, uh, you know, over his head, out of his league, and uh, the team tracks it down and they try to get there before the time bureau to um, prove themselves, I guess, essentially, which is what, what they're trying to do. But it, <laughs> it's interesting to me and it's funny to me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, anytime you deal with a show with time travel, right, and uh, you have an instance where it's like we're going to beat them there, uh, you have time travel. How do you not just continually beat them there? Yeah, one right. Up each other. <laughs> yeah. Everybody right, keeps five minutes. minutes. Get, someone gets their ten minutes, then fifteen. <laughs> and eventually, it's like three weeks beforehand, and they're like, "All right, we're here early." Ah, but wouldn't you? Wouldn't you cause like? Wouldn't you end up causing like time to explode? Because then, all right, so. All right, they beat us here by a minute. We need to go to a minute before they arrive. But then in two minutes, you're going to be in the same timeline as yourself. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> they would it's... break time all over again. So maybe that's maybe that's how the team got there, is that they knew that the Time Bureau wouldn't take those insane risks. So if, as long as they got there first, whatever first may be, I don't know, time travel's convoluted. But uh, <laughs> they knew they could get there on time. Uh, so, anywho, they, uh, they they come to Seattle, 2042. It's uh, this Argus-controlled military state, and uh, martial law is in place, and Argus is hunting down metahumans, uh, of which Zari seems to, 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 to be. She's this uh, hacker-activist person. Uh, but they find out that um, what she is doing is she's trying to rescue her brother from this Argus metahuman prison. Right. And so the team... Uh, they they you know catch up with her and it's like hey you're really important you can't you can't be killed here you're supposed to go to this horrible prison which uh, 
I, I guess did they they revealed that towards the end, right? That she was supposed to go to the prison in order to prevent the anomaly. Is that correct? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I could not neither confirm nor deny that. So I will follow your lead. <laughs> yeah, you know, because this this whole episode is kind of weird, right? Because yeah. they're in this really terrible timeline, and I'm starting to wonder whether or not Seattle 2042 is itself an anachronism that may be less potent than Zari being killed anachronism. Right. And at least we know Barry's whole crisis comes out okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, anything after, what is it? uh, 25. That's right. That's right. Anything after that, I mean, it seems to be, well, I don't know. Maybe Barry caused... (laughs) <laughs> this, this, this police state in Argus. I don't know. He's the head well, that's of our that's uh, thing too. So I mean, we're jumping a little bit ahead, but the MetaHuman Act of 2021 happened in 2021. Barry disappeared in 2024. So there are three years where this MetaHuman Act is in place. Is it just in Seattle, or is it all over the United States? Yeah, you know, that's something that I was wondering, too. We don't really get a lot of history on that and, and a little, uh, you know, idea on it. But it, it seems to me, I don't think at least the U.S. as it is currently would allow one state to be under martial law in a police state uh, with this, you know, outside entity that's not the government. Uh, and all the other states would just be cool with it. Yeah. So I'm assuming, especially if, it, if it's the... the uh, uh, metahuman act right so that sounds like it's, it's a law like it's a national level thing right um so yeah that, that was interesting i was wondering about that as well but uh speaking of the metahuman act this was what was also interesting about that bit when uh you have it was ray um uh you tarnish it no <laughs> <laughs> just gonna use that word i'm gonna kill that joke better than butterfuco by letterman <laughs> ray Sarah, Jax, and Mick. There we go. Names escape me at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're all in this in this like warehouse trying to track down uh, Zari, and a little drone comes in, identifies them, and says, you know, per the you know Metahuman Act of of twenty twenty one, you're all under arrest. And Almost was it weird? Like a sentinel? Yeah. Looked, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First off, like you know. Ripping off X Men. Wait a week. Second, yeah, yeah. Second off, the only one there who is a metahuman or has any sort of like, I mean, I guess I guess Jax counts, uh, but like you know he's half a firestorm and stuff. But like I don't think Sarah's a metahuman, right? This no. doesn't sound right. I the only thing I could think of with that would be the way I could explain that is like maybe the uh, the Lazarus Pit does something to you, you know. Okay. Because it, it does make changes. It makes you a little bit more aggressive, so maybe it puts a metahuman in you. But then why is the raid classified as a metahuman? Good question. Maybe because by shrinking, he's altered his body chemistry. And Mick? Maybe um, always a metahuman. Mick was burned. Yes. And so by Mick virtue burns. of the scars on his body, um, he is now a metahuman. Right. Mick Burns, our company computer guy. <laughs> Mick Burns. That, You're that welcome. Would, that that is that is an idea for a YouTube show. It's a guy whose name is Mick Burns, and it's like you know Mick Burns everything. So like you know today Mick Burns the bed, and it's just him putting gasoline on a on a mattress and lighting it on fire. That would be great. I'm changing my name to Mick Burns. 
<laughs> let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's just make this happen. Uh, uh, you know, trademark uh, Legends TV Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does that make it trademark Bo York? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because exactly. his media empire is big enough. We don't require him to have any more. <laughs> you know, so, he, he, he keeps yeah. a picture of uh, what's his face there? Chris Hardwick above his bed every night. He's like, someday, man. Someday. <laughs> He's like the Ryan Seacrest to Dick Clark for, you know, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> yeah. At Nerdist. It'd be like at. Geekist. Geekist. <laughs> Geekist. <laughs> oh, it's completely original. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of a little hazard sign, it's like a different. A wet floor sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Piso no mojado. I know I mispronounced that. But... Welcome to the Geekist podcast, episode number. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be a thing. No, he, has, he has a show with comedians on it, and they talk about <laughs> pop culture stuff, and it's called At Noon. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got a, you know, it, it's a quiz show around it somehow, but we we haven't yeah. figured out the rules. Uh, oh, this where is the points don't thing. matter and everything's made up. <laughs> yeah. This is perfect. Oh yeah, welcome. I'm sorry, I took us first. down a rabbit hole there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so so it turns out that you know the the, the all all the legends are classified as metahumans, however weird that is. But uh, this kind of takes us to uh, the better plot of this episode, which was ironically the B plot. And that is that, uh, Amaya is having problems with her powers. And so Stein and Nate are all like, Hey, we'll find it with science. And she's like, nah, it's not science. It's mystical. You blind and science. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> science. <laughs> so, science. And then like Bill Nye, the science guy comes out. No, that'd have been pretty cool. Um, oh, he can go away. Oh, go on. Bill Nye. Oh, I'm not a big Bill Nye guy. Because I, I, I look know, at him and I, I go, I'm dude, you know nothing. Tyson What's that? Myself. I like Tyson. Tyson's a scientist. Bill Nye is a comedian yeah. who played a scientist. Literally, he got a job being what he played on TV. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. be no, like no, taking yeah. George he, Clooney he, into the ER. <laughs> yeah, like he's a mechanical engineer. Like, you know, so he, he has a science background, but he's not a scientist. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I grew up with Bill Nye. So I mean, I, I did too. Children. You're what all about Beekman? <laughs> I've heard of Beekman, but I've never seen it. He was a ripper. I, yeah, I mean, it was basically Bill Nye, but like, and Bill Nye was ripping off Mr. Wizard. Let's go, you know. But again, that might be before I've, any of your times. I've was heard of just, Mr. Wizard before. No, I love Mr. Wizard. Was it was it just me though? Or was Mr. Wizard always angry at the children? He really was. That was part of his charm, though. It's like, <laughs> it's like get the hell out of my get out of my lap. <laughs> so Mr. Wizard is the precursor to more is precursor to Rick. Much, yes, yes. Mi- yeah, yeah. Mr. Wizard's like a uh, uh, a not sober. as yeah. <laughs> I think Mr. Wizard was no, no, drunk. No, yes. Mr. Yeah, no. Rick, Rick is a less sober uh, or more sober uh, Mr. Wizard. I'm I'm pretty sure Mr. Wizard was not sober for the most of those shoots. No, but... I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think he threw yeah, a bottle yeah. at a kid once. I don't. I, I can't prove that. Please. Now we're gonna soon. find out about gravity and throws the bottle at the kid's head. <laughs> Kids. Gravity oh, sucks. <laughs> Let's try mass times acceleration equals force. See, how does this feel? <laughs> and now I'm going to teach you kids how to stop a head bleed. <laughs> I'm concussed. Walk it off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
it's kind of yeah, crazy. crazy. Like, you know, I don't know whether or not Mr. Wizard was in Vietnam, but I know Mr. Rogers was. Yes. And, and it's so crazy nicer. to see. Wait, do what? He was far nicer. Yeah, right? Like, you know, some people come out of these traumatic situations and they're, and they're better people for it. Mr. Wizard comes out and he throws beer bottles at children. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, who am I to judge? I, 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 I didn't serve in Vietnam. I'm sure that was... I, I did, experience. actually. I, I did two tours. Two tours? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was Were in, you stationed in Da Nang? No, no, no. I was stationed in the uh, nursery school. <laughs> nursery school that's how it's like a hell of my parents place. sent me to vietnam as a toddler it was part of a whole new government conspiracy like, i'm not allowed to talk about it we may end up getting off the air now <laughs> oh man yeah it's, it's a secret government program to train toddlers to be elite government agents <laughs> it's called baby geniuses but we don't discuss it oh okay, okay. they made a movie about that i hear they did well maybe baby it has geniuses. been declassified oh God, it would be so nice to talk about. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, of course the government will disavow it, but but they made a movie about it. So like, oh, the movie was supposedly based on this guy who escaped in the program, blah, blah, blah. And like, like you know, the, the way the government sees it, it's like, oh, it's so far-fetched. Nobody will believe that. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. My, story of my life, man. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all leads back to Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow, yeah, somehow, somehow, all of this relates to Nate concocting and synthesizing a Zambezi hallucinogen because you know he, you know he, he still he still likes uh, still likes Amaya, you know, and still trying to like you know be supportive and stuff. And so she says it's mystical. He's like, all right, it's mystical. So he does some research, finds this Zambezi hallucinogen, and decides to use it because it would help you know them go on a spirit journey, and then through the spirit journey they could go and figure out. Um, you know exactly what what it was that was causing her powers to to mess up. So, uh, of that course, so well. For yeah, the young guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate does it, and Amaya does it, and they have a very different experience. Amaya, being a um, you know, Vixen having the, the power of the amulet and everything, she actually does what the drugs is supposed to do, and she goes on a voyage of the mind. Into the leadership matrix? Yes. <laughs> I don't I get that reference. What I saw that. That. Transformers. That when... Transformers? <laughs> yes. Like Transformers the movie? No, Transformers the cartoon. Like, at one point, Optimus Prime, he's like, I must commune with the elders. I must go into the matrix. <laughs> oh, snap. So he does, like, robot drugs? Yeah, basically, yeah. And then he starts, well, he <laughs> talks to himself in, or talks to other previous leaders to stop the spores. This is during the Return of Optimus Prime arc. So, Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And then they played You Got the Touch, so that made it okay. You Got the Touch? <laughs> yeah, that was during the movie. It was. So, no, no, this was yeah, after okay, so, the movie, but go, yeah. But then so Nate was gets tripping. Transformers the movie in 1984. Yes. No, 80s. I thought Transformers was 87. We you know have what? the internet at our fingertips. We can we do. We have the technology. We can find it. It might even have been eighty six, but I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't eighty four. Eighty four, I think, is when they came out. So continuing on though, Nathan's tripping balls. Yeah. Can we yeah. say balls? So uh, yeah, so, so so Amaya has like you know a pretty you know not cool and righteous trip, but meanwhile Nate is just 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 tripping balls, and honestly, that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> It's like the best because part of Twenty One Jump Street. 
Yeah, right. Oh man, I thought that was hilarious. Like they they did they did such a wonderful job uh, with Nate and the drugs, and it was fantastic. And it this was. is the second episode where Nate has been um, under the influence of something for the majority of the episode. <laughs> now, was it me or did they not? Uh, they, Nate never stealed up this episode. He did steal up no. last episode, uh, but then again, he wasn't on hallucinogens. He was just drunk, but he couldn't do it when he was hungover. So I'm wondering. Uh, could Nate steal up on hallucinogens? And if he did, yes. if he looked in the mirror, would he scare himself? Most likely. Probably. But if, yeah. he's, if he's tripping, like, would he look in the mirror, see his reflection in the reflection, and then see other things in his reflection? Because that, you know. You oh, know, it would be like infinite reflections. Oh, my God. And then, then he just, that's just it. He just stands in the mirror for an hour. He's like, I'm still trying <laughs> to find the bottom, man. I'm going to find that bottom. <laughs> It's turtles. See through my hand. (laughs) (laughs) And look, I hit myself. It doesn't hurt. (laughs) Then he runs out. Then his his skin dries up. He goes to hit himself and knocks himself out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The 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 face uh, steel turns off before the hand steel does, and he just like breaks his own jaw. (laughs) But yeah, like I I thought, I thought that was funny. Like they they did a, uh, you know, it's that's the thing I like about legends. Is legends is goofy. And, uh, you know, this show, like, you know, last season they had some, um, some, uh, not, not necessarily <laughs> political things, but like societal things that they talked about. And then this season, like, screw it, we're just going to have all of our characters get messed up all the time. <laughs> yeah. They're like, kids, don't do drugs because we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do drugs because they're way too much fun. They're so much fun, they will ruin your life. Yes, you will be miserable. I mean, look at how we're laughing and having a good time, but you, sir, you'll be miserable. Exactly. <laughs> like, I want to see next episode Nate going, Man, do we have any more of that stuff? Yeah, yeah Nate, Nate's like scratching his neck. He's like, I didn't tell you something, Joe Rogan. Nate's I a rocks. <laughs> Nate's a junkie. He starts looking yeah, for yeah. another hit. Oh, no, it'll, it'll be like it'll be like the uh, the Roy Harper uh, storyline yes. in, in Arrow in the 80s. Yeah. Oh. It's like, I can't believe my sidekick is a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious oh. if, like, if Nate becomes an addict in, I mean, that wouldn't be hilarious. We're terrible you know, like, people, guys. So we, I know, we hope I this know. guy becomes a drug addict and then hits the bottom. <laughs> so that we have something to talk about on our lovely little podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, uh, drugs apparently are bad because it makes it so that Nate is completely ineffectual. And, uh, they, uh, he just, you know, he's, he thinks he's flying the wave runner to go pick him up and he hadn't even moved yet. I thought that was, that was classic. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, while that's going on, the team is trying to, uh, you know, orchestrate this breakout. Uh, they learn that the breakout was fabricated, that her brother is actually dead, killed by Argus, and that the whole reason that they were here was so that Zari could grab her brother's amulet, which, uh, seems to to give you powers much like Amaya's amulet. And uh, this is something I wanted to ask you guys about. It seems like these amulets are going to be crucial to the storyline because we have the the, the sub-story arc of Amaya uh, and her her amulet growing more powerful uh, and and causing her powers to kind of like spiral out of control. And then we have this other amulet, which seems to be like, you know, and and they they all seem to be uh, like not necessarily religious, but like of a mystical nature, but tied to a specific... Uh, like, you know, regional uh, beliefs and whatnot. So, you right. know, you have Amaya with the spirit stuff, and then you have Zari, who's uh, Muslim, 
and uh, it, it, it seemed to be tied, you know, culturally to that. So do you guys think that this is going to be like amulet wars? Are we going to have uh, the, the, the owners of various different amulets coming together? And like, is this what this big bad is all about? Uh, where, where, where do you think they're going with that? Like, it's, it's interesting to see these two amulet powered up characters be, uh, you know, quintessential to the plot this early on in the season. So I'm thinking it's got to be important, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, later on, there's going to be more mystical people coming onto the show. So, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we're getting, uh, getting some cool people. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, in, in speculation. Uh, so, in fact, I'm going to add it right to this thing here. Yeah, because I was going to mention, too. I mean, Ross has some pretty good ideas. Our, you know, one of our listeners, Ross, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross my mom. Awesome. Um, yeah, we do appreciate both you listeners, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he but, does. Uh, he goes into something we should talk about during speculation for sure. Okay, cool, so. cool. Um, but yeah, so 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 uh, Zari gets the amulet. Uh, they escape from the prison. Uh, she goes to her rendezvous spot, and it's been destroyed. And so uh, the, she's she's lost hope. Uh, she's despondent. And then we have Kuasa come up, and Kuasa's la, like, "Hey, la, 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 la. I missed it. I made a bad joke. No, no, it's just it's sad because all of her friends are gone. Oh, okay. I thought it was despondent, <laughs> and there's a pond next to it, so despondent. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Bueller. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yes. Don't try to tip your waitress and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So it's it's uh, you know. Meanwhile, we we have uh, uh, the, the wave riders being chased by Sharp and this giant time ship, and they play a game of chicken, which is kind of weird how that all played out uh, because Sarah did something completely irresponsible and risked the entire lives of her crew in order to. What? Prove to Sharp that she's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Good well, point. You know those. You know those assassins. They'll do anything. I guess. It's kind of like it's kind of like in Back to the Future. You know when Marty McFly at the, at the at the end of the third movie he doesn't do the whole race thing that screws up his life to show that he's grown as a character. Right. Yeah. Against Flea. And against Flea, yes, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> who was all turned into his boss somehow. Uh, <laughs> so you have, uh, oh gosh, why is my brain not working? Good question. Sarah, there we go, geez, who's like trying to prove that her team is capable and can do all this stuff, and then she plays chicken with the time rider ship, <laughs> with the wave rider <laughs> against the, 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 uh, the time bureau, so, you know kind of defeats the purpose there. But anyway, we come back to um, uh, Zari and Kuwasa. Uh, Kuwasa tries to offer a deal to Zari, and she's like, nah. And so they fight, and meanwhile, Amaya comes back from her spirit journey, and she is in control. What would you say? Would she say she's in control, or she's just allowing these powers? She's less fearful of them? Like, how, how do, What is this thing that they that they have concocted here where I guess she just accepted the new power yeah yeah because I think well it was also her brother's amulet so I think she's got maybe maybe just passes on to her okay, that she so has the ability to to control it better 
And because because that was my question too is like because I wonder about these amulets and stuff and and you have uh, Amaya's amulet uh, is something that's passed down right so it goes to the daughter uh, generationally right and, 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 but could could anybody could say Nate put on that amulet and receive some of the power or is it just linked to this particular lineage? Good question. I do not know. Yeah, I'm sure they're yeah. going to try it at some point. She somebody's going to try to put it on and be like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know because 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 it, it seems like Zari's uh, may operate differently just because anybody can. Well, but then again, she was the brother to him, so that's still in the family. So it's one of those things. But right. uh, so Maya shows up. Which, by the defeat. way, we should discuss that real quick. You know who the old lady was? She was talking to. That was a Maya's actual mother, the actress who plays her. No way, really? Yeah, that's actually her mother. Oh, that's wow. cool. That's a neat little bonus. Yeah. That was that part of the credits or uh, yes, I I read about it somewhere that Amaya's mother like I read before the episode even that Amaya's mother was going to be in the episode like the actress who plays her. Yeah. So is Amaya's mother like an actual actress where they just like hey I don't you know, do you want to get your mom to come to the show and she's like yeah sure she's got nothing better to do <laughs> right but uh but yeah so now Amaya's come back from her trip she's spoken to her actual mother. And her screen mother at the same time, which is pretty neat. And she is in control of her powers and she defeats Kuasa, who says a pretty mysterious line. Um, Later, Granny. And, <laughs> sorry, what? Later, Granny. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I should kill you. It's like, what well, to kill you would just be killing me. Or to kill me. Is, yeah, I to, kill you, exactly to kill you would be to kill me. So, yeah. So she's insinuating there uh, some 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 pretty interesting ideas that we'll talk about here in just a second. Um, but yeah, so uh, she escapes. Uh, Kuwasa escapes, and uh, Zara or Zari is is left with an option that the team gives her to come and join them because all of her stuff. Like she, we don't really know the fate of her family. It's implied pretty heavily that they're dead because the little you know rescue point that they went to is completely destroyed. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're not sure. And of course, as the result of the deadly game of chicken that uh, Sarah decided to play with Agent Sharp, uh, Sharp tells the team that if they get arrested, they will be transported to the dawn of time, which seems to be like a bad place to be. You might as well just go ahead and shoot them because I'm pretty sure there weren't any planets with habitable atmospheres at the dawn of time. Uh, if we're talking about like, you know, moments after the Big Bang, it's going to be really hot uh, and they're all going to die. So <laughs> she's essentially threatening to kill all of them, which is pretty neat. Oh, and but, just FYI, Joy yes. Richardson's the name of the actress, and she does have some credits. So it is okay. Def- oh. Yep, Maisie Richardson Sellers is Amaya. So, well, there you go. Hyphens. There, there you go. Here, the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> the little star goes across the screen. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Metal. So, and then we have. What I I'm super excited about next week's episode because it looks like it's an ET ripoff with Ray as a kid with an alien. You know what? You know what the alien is, right? Is it a, a, a crossover alien from last episode? My mom. Last year? Yeah. Is it my yeah, mom? It's Dominator. It's a Dominator, really? Is it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a Dominator. Oh, that's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> that's gonna be hilarious. Well, uh, well, yeah. So I, that pretty much takes us uh, takes us up to the end of the episode, 
And there's a lot of stuff to talk about, so I think it's time for some speculation. It's time for I so wish I could fade. <laughs> fade to black. Right? Fade to black. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's just black. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm back in black. Oh, sorry. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, 1980s classic rock hour. Hey. I'm your host, DJ you turn Khaled. DJ Eternichet. <laughs> Again, gonna kill that joke. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's great because like I, I don't think he's done a Flash episode in a long time, so it's good to see him over here on Legends, keeping it real and giving us things to speculate about. For example, this Argus Police State business that we have—is this in and of itself an anachronism that the team's gonna have to fix? Because it doesn't seem to me like it's uh, it's a very good, kind, and happy place, and I, I think. Was it Star City 2042? I think so. Well, right, right, right. No, but I'm saying like uh, uh, last season there was Star City 2042. Was it 2042 or 2045? See, that's what I'm trying to remember. Hold on. Give me a second. If only there was a a resource on the internet to tell us episode names and titles for things. I know, right? And then we can edit it seamlessly together so it looks like we know exactly what we're talking about all the time. And yet I won't Stars, edit it because it's so much better. Star City 2046. Ooh, okay. This is a year later. So, so they didn't do anything good. Yeah, yeah, right? And so like that was with the whole, you know, the whole Vandal Savage thing. And like it seems like when they defeated Vandal Savage that all the things that led up to Vandal Savage, all these different bad things, maybe shouldn't have happened since he was influencing all of them. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be the case. What do you guys think? Like, is, so, so is is the Argus Police State something that's actually going to happen in the uh, CW Arrowverse, or is this something that the team's going to have to go back and fix at some point? Will, what do you think, man? I I think it, they're going to have to go back and fix it. I I think what they're trying to do is I really have a strange feeling that the writers' room love the X Men a lot, and they're trying <laughs> to do a Day of the Future Past like. You know, so they're trying to show a future that's just dystopian because plus it's easier to write dystopia than it is utopia. Don't get me wrong to make it interesting. But, yeah, I think this is going to be something that maybe this this will probably be the end game for the series is try to head off this Argus police state. And who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, uh, what what do you think, man? Is this is this uh, an anachronism or is it just this is just going to happen in the future of that of that universe? I mean, I would I would love to have it happen in the universe, but I think it is it is an anachronism, just because of how much the legends have screwed up time. So there's only one one thing to do is to create is to rectify everything that went bad. So, okay, yeah, I think it's an anachronism. All right, so then let's let's follow this down the rabbit hole then, because I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but then maybe I've been a little too hard on the writers because if that's the case, like because. 20 star city 2046 happened in season one you know and they created an anachronism did they always know they were going to do this (laughs) i mean that's kind of like all right i'm on board 
Well, as, yeah. As as we have learned, the writers don't know what they're doing. <laughs> that is true. Point being, uh, when uh, fake Harrison Wells says in, says in season one of Flash, Ralph Dimby, that he was one of the people that got killed, supposedly, they didn't know the payoff. Right. No, it was going to happen. God, I can't so, wait till he's on, by the way. I'm still excited about freaking Elongated Man. I've always liked him. He doesn't so have does the notes. everything elongate on Elongated Man? Boy, that's a joke that nobody's ever asked. I know, right? <laughs> on any stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> Although What's Sue Storm like... looks happy. <laughs> As it's like it's like in Mallrats when yes. uh, Brody meets Stanley. <laughs> all he asks about are all the doinks of all the you Marvel superheroes. Give him some help because all he he seems to be really fascinated with superhero sex organs. Yeah. <laughs> So when the thing turns orange, does his thing turn orange too? <laughs> and if so, let me just say, ow! I know, right? <laughs> Poor it Alicia. Is rock hard. Alicia oh. is Alicia's <laughs> my hero. <laughs> sure, that's a joke that's never been said before. No, not in the history of joking. <laughs> but but yeah, like you know, I I, I agree. I, I don't I don't think they know half the time what's going on with it. But I think they have opportunities where they can see what they've done in the past and kind of like work with it, you know. And uh, maybe maybe this is one of those opportunities. But right. you know, thinking about it, I think it would be a really interesting plot uh, uh, dynamic to have the big bad for a season. In fact, I should I should just go ahead and write this and like start working for Legends because I think this would be really interesting. Can't do any is better. You, or anywhere. Yeah, like you're right. <laughs> so you have Legends of Tomorrow. Like the whole time, uh, they're they're going through. They're trying to fix all this stuff. And there's this big bad making all these calculations, and they don't know what's going on. And then the reveal is that the big bad who's messing up the timeline is actually just the Legends in the future, and they're <laughs> they have to fight themselves because they're screwing stuff up so bad that. So with that, wouldn't they be messing up time even more because they are interacting with a version of themselves? Which is why it's getting so bad. True. Huh. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Snap, saying, I think that I, I don't think that's what they're going to do. This business, the big bad, is definitely not going to be the legends. But I think that's that's potential for the next season. So, uh, CW, why don't you hit me up? I'll write you up a draft, and uh, you'll pay me zero dollars because you're just going to take my idea, probably kill me, uh, because that's how Hollywood works. Right. Okay. Because 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 there in a long time. Yes. So. <laughs> so uh, speaking of nothing that has <laughs> moving on. So, yeah. So so amulets seem to be a big focus on right. uh, this episode, and uh, and on this season in general. It's you know Maya's powers fluctuating have been a big thing. We have Zari who has a new amulet. Uh, it, it, this season, and, and plus with with the news, and we'll talk about this uh, just in a minute of our boy Constantine coming on the show. It, it, yeah, super excited about that. It seems like like mysticism is going to play heavily in this season. So bring and in so Doctor Fate. About, Why we got to do Constantine? Bring me in the in the Fate. Put the freaking helmet on somebody and call it Miss Constantine's annoying. Go on. Okay, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to have to stop you there. Um, <laughs> I've been fired. I love Constantine. I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I love Matt Ryan's Constantine. I love the show. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought they could have done, you know, they killed it prematurely by putting it on at 10 o'clock on a Friday, because who does that? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Falcon um, dressed. 
people who want it to end sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to see more. I love Matt Ryan. I'm glad he's coming on the show. It's gonna be awesome. Um, I'm glad he's getting his own animated series. Yeah, right. He's gonna voice act it, right? Yeah, he's yeah. On the okay. CMC. We got all right. Then okay, I, I would be down with this. Okay, we need to find a way to get Matt Ryan on this show. Yes, he's that's, not that's... too high a fluting of an actor that I think we could pull this off. I did try last year to get a hold of what's his face, uh, Eobard, and he never returned my twitters. But definitely, like, I there's got to be we got to find some way to get Matt Ryan. That would be amazing. At the very least, we should be able to get Nate because again, <laughs> as far as actors go, and I mean, we could just spend the whole episode talking with Nate about how he tripped balls. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, dude, like, how did you prepare? For it's that like I ate a lot of shrooms. It's moving on. It's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so it's it's uh you know we got the mysticism seems to be playing a heavy part, and so uh the these amulets and I, I'm not too familiar with uh uh you know with, with Vixen from the comics or you know whoever uh Zari's brother was and his amulet uh, it, it, amulets and mysticism you know it's it's pretty big I would say it's probably bigger in DC than it is in Marvel, um, but uh like who are other amulet powered characters that we may see uh since this seems to be dealing this season so de- dealing so heavily with uh with, with amulets and mysticism uh who do you think is, is coming down the line uh, will what do you think man well i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna co-opt uh our boy ross's uh post here it's up on facebook which you can always go to facebook facebook.com slash legends tv talk um and he kind of wrote a very long uh, post, which is great. Please continue. Um, but one of the things he talks about is Zari's totem. He said, Zari's totem is originally from Egypt. Will it eventually give her the powers of the goddess Isis, or is in fact the wind totem of Zambezi? I love the idea of Isis. I don't think you can call her Isis. I, no, I have no, a feeling they, people will have a problem yeah. with this. They they said pretty, pretty uh, well early on that she will not be called Isis because of the militant group. Right. The terrorists but, um, have won. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm sure they can find another name for her. Shazama? Like, <laughs> well, uh, Isis, which, which, was, which Egyptian god was Isis of? Like the, was it Sun? I forget. So, she uh, was really no, a character in Shazam. Was the Egyptian god of Sun. Right. Yeah. But uh, let's see here. But she was Anubis, that's the Egyptian god of death. The DC character was kind of always associated with the Captain Marvel, like Black Adam, especially World War Three era, like just post uh, Final Cri- or Infinite Crisis, and, and pre Black Darkest Night. Yeah. So okay. and she, you know, she and Black Adam were a thing, and it kind of put Black Adam on the straight and narrow. Don't get me wrong; I'd love to see them work. Oh no, that was new. That was a uh, fifty-two. Yeah, that was week 52, yeah. The whole year long. No, no, the whole year long. Right. Yeah. I just would love to see them bring I'd love to see them bring the Shazam universe in here, Captain Marvel the whole nine. I don't think they can because of the stupid movie coming out. I imagine like in fact, I mean they could call her, you know, IC for right now or something and then D- DC will show up and be like, "Well, we want to use her for the Shazam movie." So, you know, I don't think she's long for the world. <laughs> but yeah. who knows? But I think, yeah, I think all the totems are related. I think the amulets, the totems, whatever we're calling them. Um, you know, um, um, in the comics, at least in the 80s version, one of the big stories of Justice League, and I think uh, Kyle and I talked about this last week, was uh, her uncle, Mari's uncle. So it would be uh, Maya's son, 
um, was a bad guy and came to steal the tattoo totem away from Mari and killed a bunch of people. And she eventually killed him. And, you know, I could see something like that going around. I, this is going to be the season I think of Amaya. I just, I, there's just going to be a lot of it. It's what it feels like. And at first I felt like they were going to sort of write her character off by making her move back. And they brought her right back into the forefront with uh, this, this huge, you know, story arc and this huge potential for, her stuff with the amulets and whatnot. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's to see that, and so I'm, I, I agree with you 100. percent Well, it's this is where it's got to be a Maya season, right? And, and I think they just wanted Shayera to do all of this. Like I think they had to build two characters to do what Shayera could do. I got to figure the actress for Shayera. She wasn't that great, and I got to figure she just made him mad. I don't know. This is just my thinking here. But they're, <laughs> like we have never heard from her since. <laughs> like she does does not exist. That is true. What what are the halls? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So you know, I don't know, and, and I'm I'm kind of glad you know that we're going this mystical route because uh, it gives us an opportunity uh, to bring in our boy Constantine to deal with some of this mystical <sighs> stuff. So yeah, Kyle, man, like I'm I know sorry. Will, you know you suck and you don't like Constantine, so whatever. But uh. Kyle, man, like, what do you think Constantine's going to be doing? Like, are they going to have more problems with amulets, or is this going to be they're they're going to just face an enemy that they've never faced before, or a situation that they had like an anachronism that's mystical in nature? Like, what, how do you think they're going to like roll in Constantine here? They're the way I see it, or I can envision it, is that they're going to that they're going to encounter something very mystical that Sarah's going to be like, oh, I've met someone like this before, and then they're going to pop in on John Constantine. With the right. guy, because they did confirm his uh, bisexuality on the show. That's true. So they're going to pop in with him on a guy or some uh, mystical creature that's posed as a guy. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> 2017. You can do whatever you want. An incubus? Um, and yes. Um, so then he's going to get on they're the wave rider, the and then he's going to, f- like, do something magic-y. That's all I got right now. <laughs> well, I'm thinking my story. Yeah. Well, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, that's not next week because that's ET. It's, it's, it's just it's the week after the uh, crossover. Okay. Okay. Now is he is he just for one episode or are we looking at multiple? Two. Two. Two oh, great. Uh, and the way they always do it is that it's going to be the uh, fall finale mid. Midwinter break. Yep. So we're gonna have to wait a couple months or a couple weeks to see part two with Constantine again. Oh, that's kind of lame. Yeah, it is. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's better to see him. You could rewatch old episodes of Constantine on the CWC. That's true. Let's plug the CWC so they'll give us money. Yeah. <laughs> plug, plug it. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, but that's 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 about all I had to speculate. I mean, do you guys have anything else? Any uh, additional speculation points we can discuss? None that I can think of. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, that brings us to my most favorite part of every episode, which is mix quote of the week. It's the mix quote of the week. All right, we actually got a couple this episode. Uh, so, Kyle, if you would please entertain us. 
Open your mouth and say some words. Said Barnacle Bill the Sailor. Sorry. <laughs> a, human, a human squirt gun. Big deal. <laughs> Urgh, I wanted to shoot someone. And I think everyone. And finally. Prison break. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it when they go meta. I know, right? Like, I, I, I love the menace, but like, also, I wanted to shoot someone was uh, somewhat meta because it's one of those things where it's like we can't have Mick shoot the gun because we have this water animation that's so freaking expensive. <laughs> You're like, it's another it's episode so, where nobody has powers except. Them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. So I'm, I'm torn. I'm honestly torn between I wanted to shoot someone and Prison Break I'm in. Prison so Break I left out. I will let you guys. I, I uh, laughed out loud at Prison Break. break. The time. I did because Dominic. Or for those of you who don't don't know, Dominic Purcell is a co-star on Prison Break along with uh, Captain Cold. Wentworth so. Miller, yeah, aka Captain Cold, yeah. So, Will, you're going. You're going I'm with going Prison, Prison Break. Break. All right, Kyle, it's up to you, man. Uh, Choose one of the other ones. We'll make it a treason. <laughs> <laughs> Mutiny. <laughs> you know, with with the amount of. Emphasism and energy behind it. I'm going to go with I wanted to shoot someone. Ah, uh, fix, fix. Just because I don't well, like Constantine. Fix. It's a good, it's a fun line. It's a fun line, and it makes sense because, you know, I, I love how they do everything in their power to not animate powers. <laughs> and it, they're, they're both meta. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Anyway. Fix. <laughs> if you're rigged. listening out there, rigged. write in fix, and then we'll know I'm right. <laughs> exactly. How do I mute people? So, Kyle, <laughs> if you will do us the honors yep. of reading Mick's quote, the official Mick's quote of the week. Ugh, I wanted to shoot someone <laughs> with an asterisk. Excellent, excellent. Um, all right, so uh, we, you know, we got some feedback this week from uh, from our boy Ross. That's our there we team. go. That's our All right, I forgot. Back <laughs> I forgot we had a bump for that. <laughs> Again. So yeah, we... no. <laughs> quit swearing, Bell. Stop it. What are you doing? What is going on? I'm saying Where you're swearing I? like that's your beep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, so we, we talked about it briefly in in uh, the speculation section, but we got some uh, some feedback from our boy Ross C. Campbell. Uh, on Facebook, who uh, do, do we have? Uh, we don't have it. I have it up. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so, Will, why don't you tell us what Ross read? All right. I shall use my British accent. Hey, guys, <laughs> thanks for the shout out on the last episode. As one of your two listeners, it's awesome to be included in the show. Call me Heatwave because you just got burned. Hey, emoji. Which is more than what Mick got to do this week. Anywho. <laughs> Lots of great moments in the episode and lots of speculation that I'd like to hear your thoughts on. A couple of things in particular. What is the connection between Amaya and Zarya's totems? Is Zarya's totem originally from Egypt and will eventually give her the powers of the goddess Isis? Or is it the fact that the wind, to or is it in fact the wind totem of Zambezi? As explained in the Vixenamantium series, <laughs> the totems disappear over the years and are scattered around the world, which would explain why Amaya doesn't recognize it. Does Kawasa's plan involve finding the rest of the totems throughout history? Stay tuned. What causes the Metahuman Act of 2021? 
It wasn't an aberration or an anachronism. So what happens in the Arrowverse to cause Argus to turn Seattle into a militarized city? By the way, I think he said an anachronism just to make Kyle say it. <laughs> you guys have also anachronism. been... Anachronism. <laughs> you guys have also been talking about the possibility of Amaya being pregnant. And I've done the math, roughly... Well, you should do math less roughly. This is based on the ages of the actors, which I assume correlates with the ages of the characters, give or take. Mari McCabe, Megalyn Utanichit, is 34, <laughs> which means that she was born in 1983. It's like Megan Ichukanwaki. Possibly a oh, couple, yeah. of peop- couple of months old when Zambezi was destroyed. Her mother killed and was sent to America. If we assume that her mother, unnamed, was around the same age, that would put her date of birth around 1949. Amaya returns to Zambezi in 1942, so she has around six or seven years before she would need to become pregnant with Mari's mother. Will Amaya decide to go back to 1942 and live as she was, or will circumstances prevent her from doing so, and the finale will see her go back around 1949 in order to preserve Mari's future? Will Mari's episode this season focus on that? Looking forward to hear your thoughts. Smile emoji, Ross. Smile emoji. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, Ross and I had some uh, back, back and forth. And forth. Um, well, it wasn't uh, bad. No, it's good back and forth. It's um, seeing that Ray was part of the season two Vixen animated series, and that he met up with Kuasa, or not met up, but fought against Kuasa. Why doesn't Ray recognize Kawasa? Good question. And Ross was like, yeah, I totally forgot about that. They all fought when she first got the water totem. The animated series is supposed to be canon, right? Was it just a mistake from the writers, or are we supposed to wait for the legend's reaction to be Amaya's granddaughter? And then I went to be like, it's probably the writers. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I had no idea that uh, that they even met yet. But uh, now was this... Does the does the the animated show did that take place? And so it's time travel, and so timelines don't really make any sense at all. But how is that supposed to it's fall in line? Somewhere between there? Uh, season three and four of Arrow. Okay. So, so then, bef- like, so before Legends. Interesting. But that's that's only just because of. Um, Katie Cassidy's Black Canary being on there, so that's somewhat of a timeline. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, Ross, man, that's that's, that's good feedback. I mean, we we touched on a little bit in speculation. Um, I'm I'm kind of wondering too if this is going to be, you know, the or is who was it? Malice. Yes. Now, is this somebody from the... Yeah. I've never heard of him. I don't think he's from the comics. So then this could be something completely new that we're dealing with, and we don't really have anything in the normal comics to, to base it off of, which is which is kind of interesting. Should be should be interesting to see. But, uh, but yeah, it seems kind of like they're going through and they're trying to collect these amulets uh, for, for some nefarious purposes. Which I'm, I'm sure we will eventually figure out, but uh, but yeah, Ross, man, excellent. We appreciate the feedback, and uh, yeah, if you guys have any thoughts or theories or want to like you know burn us with your comments, like like Heatwave, I but am for not like Constantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to send Will hate mail, 
Uh, we're totally for that. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, right. I mean, come on. Constantine's the best. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it, it looks like, unfortunately, we are all out of time. But if you want to keep this while we travel the time stream, here's how. You can follow me on Twitter at ring that bell, spelled B-E-A-L-L. Uh, you can follow me at KyleKrause89, and you can also listen to me on the Atomic Geekdom podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at WR Benson, the at symbol. I wasn't going to go at, at WRWR, but you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at WR Benson. All right. Well, and if 140 characters is enough to express your love for our show, yes, I know I'm stealing the line because I forgot what I originally said. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's not what's written. That's awesome. That's not how that horse works. <laughs> it happened. I don't always this read this on a teleprompter. <laughs> Sometimes my brain just goes into autopilot. Well, no, no, anyway. we're keeping that. That's yeah. We, we, you know what, Bell? You should take that. Is yours? It belongs to you. We should be allowed to use it. I made that up, and it's mine. Yes. and I have it copywritten. And yes, yes. So I, I stand I'm, behind that. Yeah. I'm so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm totally isolating that and sending that to Bell. <laughs> anyway, if, if, uh, if, if, if you guys can read the keyboard better than I can right now, feel free to email us at legendstvtalk at gmail.com. Uh, we also created a Facebook page, so be sure to like us there at facebook.com slash legendstvtalk. And... If you want to follow us on Twitter, which is also a good thing you can do. But that was only uh, 140 you, characters, so, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> make sure it's under 140 characters. If it's over 140 <laughs> characters, unless you're one of those special people who have 280 characters, in which case, we hate why? You. We hate you. <laughs> <laughs> then you can follow us at Legends Talk TV. Now, now, now let's, let's you know, make this clear. It's Legends TV Talk on Facebook, Legends TV Talk at Gmail, but it's Legends Talk TV on Twitter because Twitter is different and we had to be so too. Yes, and we lost the password to Legends TV. That's yep. true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And if you like this show, check out some of the other TV Talk shows that are part of the DC TV Talk network. Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, and Flash TV Talk with Bell and Bow, and also iZombie TV Talk. And while you're at it, check us out on iTunes and give us a review, and we will read them on the show. And don't forget, you can download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player. And we are also now on the Google Play Store in the podcast section. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach for making the music for our bumps and our outro music. You can check out his other awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And as always, you stay classy. <laughs> Tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel.